Welcome to track number three of the beautiful job. Endure hardness. Second Timothy chapter number two. Second Timothy chapter number two. Two, two, two. Second Timothy chapter number two. Verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Amen. So, you need to endure hardness. Amen. Do you understand me? Now again, similar to the point I was making about being strong. There is a lot of hardness um, in the ministry. Do you get it? And so you need to stiffen your resolve and decide to be to be what? Hard. Now what does hard mean? When something is hard, you can press for a long time and it doesn't bend. Do you understand? Now if you are pressed for just a short time and then you are changing your attitude. Do you get it? Some people can sit over here. You like the floor? You alright? You sure? Don't be scared of these chairs. Amen. What I'm trying to say is that your attitude should not change after a short time. When we stay for one hour, then you are weary. Then you are not a soldier. And you are not used to any hardness. Oh, we are doing rehearsal for two hours. For three hours. Or let's say we are having a camp. The reason we are having a camp is that if I want to meet you every day, today is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every day like that, it's going to take for a thousand years. Okay, so we endure a bit of hardness by staying together for a little prolonged time and then we achieve all that we need to achieve. Sometimes you want to pray for a hundred hours or for forty hours. But you can't get forty hours. You are going to spend forty hours prayer. You have to pray today two days, tomorrow two days, then the next day you can't pray then another day, one hour, then 30 minutes, then 15 minutes, then 2 minutes. Then. So, look, if you want to pray for 40 hours, why don't I start today? Okay? And I pray. Long prayers. That's hardness. And I pray for a long time. For two days. I can pray for 40 hours in two days. Yeah, two days or three. If I have three days, I can easily pray for 40 hours. Because I can get the 10 hours to 15 hours in a day. Or more. And when you start praying, like, you know, stay praying in, uh, late, you can pray. And so if you are not hard, you, you can't do certain things. Alright? You have to be able to survive the snow, the winter, cold, hot, everything. So you are a softie. You know, there are a lot of people, they say they want to be in the ministry, but they are softies. You are softies. When we send you, say, it's too hot. It's too cold. 
I don't like the food. I don't like this. I don't want this. I don't have this. I don't know where to sleep. I don't have this. I need this. You are softy. You see, and the, the hardness shows in your flow. Because when you are not in the flow, like if I bring some people who are not Jesus, I can't stand. I mean, where, how long is he talking? How long is he speaking for? You know, which, yes. How long is this? How long? What time does this end? You know, I can't take this, you know. I've I, I got I to have my siesta. I have to have my, my rest and so on. Hey. What are you talking about? What's going on? You have to have your siesta. You have to close. That's why you can never pray for long. The way life is, eh, you will not easily get a long time to pray. You better force somebody, force and pray. Yeah. One day I went to the golf course and I was playing. My ball went into the corner. I was playing in Kumasi or somewhere. I think it was Accra. And uh, I played the ball out of the corner. And my caddy says, Ah, I'm at a first ball agorica. It means I forced the ball out. I don't know what language it was. I'm at a first ball agorica. <laughs> it means I forced the ball out of the hole. And that ball needed some hardness. So, I don't want softies. If you are going to be a softie, you can't be in this group. This is a group of endure hardness people. If it's a camp, no problem. Time 8 o'clock, no problem. 9 o'clock, no problem. What time is it? Not a problem. Is there food? No No food? No problem. No food is no problem. Not that after some time that your face is going to change. Your attitude is going to change. And you start slouching. Is it the right thing? They've given you rice and stew without meat. No problem. What? Thank God for the rice and the stew. Not a problem. That's no meat. Oh, they've given you rice and stew and meat, but your friend's meat is far bigger than yours. No problem. Oh, they gave you rice. And still, and your friend had meat, and you had an egg to replace the meat. What are you going to do? No problem. So I have noticed that people who do not endure hardness, I'm sure Paul had a reason for telling his Timothy privately. But enjoy to be very hard. Hard when hard things come, don't complain. 
That's what he was saying. When hard things come, don't, don't, don't react. Don't withdraw. Don't withdraw because there is something hard. Don't withdraw because there is something hard. Just flow with it. Yeah. My first ministry, Agorica, too much. Don't say it's hot. Don't say all those things, they are, they are words of softies. Are you a softie? It's hot, it's cold, the bed is small, the bed is hard, there's no water, there's no light. Look, we are happy, there's doom, so we are happy in it. Yeah. We have no light, it's okay. No water, it's okay. But a lot of softies, when they come to Africa, say, Huh? There's no electricity! I've been! I carry! Oh, the lights go off! No, I can't take this! I have to go back to you! Huh? Look, please! This is not the place for you! You come to the wrong place! Go back, go back, go back, go back to where you came from! There's no road! No problem! Yeah, we are flying without the roads. Ah, oh, what? No problem. We will dig a well. So when you are like that, you can be a good missionary. Because if you think Ghana has a problem, you are you got to travel, and you see that there is nothing. There's nothing like doom so outside. It's doom. <laughs> oh, there's no light at all. It's a doom. Total. We had a, when I got married, we had a baby. My mama and wife had a baby. Seven days later, I had been invited to a church. And my, my baby was born in November. It was winter. And I had been invited to a church in the winter. And I said to her, let's go, I've been invited. Packed the baby in, a, in swaddling clothes. <laughs> and let's get out and find a bus in the snow, in the darkness. Yeah. Because I've been invited to preach. So I wrapped the baby, seven days old, new baby with a new mother. Yeah. And got on the buses, different buses. You climb the bus to here. It was an honor that I've been, I've been invited to preach in Switzerland. Yeah, it's an honor. Have you been invited to, to, to preach at Jimota before? So keep complaining. Keep complaining. Amen. And you are going to get nothing out of the ministry. Yeah. So the, the person's room is very far. I can't go to the, the person's room. That's how, that's how time I asked somebody like Bishop Saki. Man, I went to visit him in Okonglo. When I was in Lego Hall, my wife was in the, my beloved, not my beloved, she was my friend. She was in Volta Hall. We walked all the way down to Okonglo to visit. In those days, there was no text, no mobile phone, nothing. You go. When, when I got to his room, he had written his, on his door, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And he has gone out. That's all. That's how I knew it was his room. It had written, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Yeah. But he was not there. So you go back. You go and follow up. The person is not there. Then you go back. 
that you climb Commonwealth Hill to the top. Somebody should rule whatever in the corner. When you know he's not there, go back down the hill to where you came from. Yeah, that's how we did follow up. As he's not there, you come, you come, you go. There's nothing like you are tired. Yeah. No WhatsApp, no calling, no nothing. You just physically go. Yeah. And we had all night every Friday. Every single Friday. When I say all night till daylight. Many times I sat on the water hall steps chatting. That is where I did a lot of beloved doses. What's going on? Yeah. I sat there. After all night on Friday, we have done the all night prayer meeting. And we have done all morning dumb broadcasts. And we have finished. I have not slept a wink. And we will sit on the stairs there and chat for a little while. And then I will go home to Osu, to my father's house. And when I, will, when I got home, then I will, I will watch Jimmy Swagger preaching. It's another preaching on a video. And then I'll come back to school. That is when my father saw me watch a video and said to me, do you think you can become a priest by watching videos? Because I was always watching. He used to, the, the video was next to his room, so he always passed and see me sitting there. I come from school now. Video had just been invented. It was a new thing. And I was watching video. Yeah. But he noticed I was watching. So one day he said, you think you, you think you can become a priest by watching video? Video. And then he just went out of the room. But I was becoming a priest by watching video. That's how I became a priest. Night after night. Friday night after Friday night. Friday night after Friday night. Friday night after Friday night. It's not your prayer meeting that you stop at 11. After 45 minutes on the field. And I took my prayer group, I took them to N2 in Legon, uh, Legon. I took them to the gardens in the night. Do you know gardens? Have you seen that place? Yeah, I took them in the night. I said, let's go and pray. It's good for us to pray there. <laughs> in the night. Yeah. Uh, there were some people that were annoyed. I said, no. I said, we are going there to pray. Yeah, there were some softies amongst us. Look, if you are not hard, you cannot pray. You cannot fast. Anything that involves hardness, don't run away from it. When it came to fasting, I determined to fast of any type of fasting that there is in the Bible. Seven days, 21 days, 40 days, whatever. I almost died. It was when I almost died during one of my fastings that the Lord was able to control me. Because if it can be done, it must be done. Yeah. If it can be done, it must be done. No. If it can be done, it must be done. If there is something like 40 days, then I must be part of it. Yeah. One day I was fasting and I fell down. I've fallen down a number of times during fastings. Collapse. What I say, Father, I mean collapsing. Yeah. And the Lord said to me one time when I was fasting, I said, Lord, because I said, nobody knows that I'm here. 
As I'm lying, I couldn't move. And as I collapsed, I don't know what is happening. I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't know whether I was dying or what was happening. And the Lord said, I've not asked you to do all these things that you are doing. I've not asked you to do these things. Yeah. Yeah, one time I was passing, I went to the toilet. When I went to the toilet, I, I, I started doing wee-wee, and then I just collapsed. I just fell down. Yeah. If it can be done by Moses or anybody, it must be done. Hey! I'm a force. Have you read it in the Bible? 21 days. You better get to the job and start doing it. When you get to my age, and you start to have certain reasons, medical reasons why you shouldn't do certain things, then you, 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 you stop. But until then, yeah, you must do dry fasting without water, with water, with only juice. Hey. Without meats, pleasant meats. When I read Kenneth Hagin describing a fast, he said fast is from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah, he says in the Bible fast is 6 a.m. to 6 not 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm talking about hardness. The soldiers, they are trained to wear the same trousers, the same boots, and they don't bath for days. You don't bath, you don't do anything. They take tablets, they take tablets. No food, you have tablets. And you are moving with your tablets. One green, one blue. And you are on the way. It's keeping you going. When we talk about hardness, these are the things I'm talking about. Fastings, prayings, eh? walking, heat, cold, discomfort, sleeplessness. All this is part of hardness. All those who want to resign, resign. Get up now and leave. I'm giving you, uh, Dr. Gold, I help them. Those who feel you can't, you can't take all this just uh, take decide now. It's over. Ask your neighbor right now. Are you are you into resigning? Are you a softie? Tell the person. Tell the person the look in your eye. I feel you want to retire. So own up right now. Is there anybody? Eh? Inspect your neighbor's face and let's see. Are you all prepared to fight? Ask your neighbor, are you hard? There's no place for any softy here at all. Yeah. And if you are a lady, tell your next door neighbor that I may be a lady, but I'm hard. Uh-huh. Look at me well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell a person, don't be deceived by my hairstyle at all. I am hard. <laughs> Can be done what? It must be done. I didn't hear you. I said, if it can be done, it must be done. As for me, I'm, I am one for doing everything I find in the Bible. That's how come I got into miracles. I saw that there was miracles. There is this, there is that. So if it can be done, it must be done. Embark on a project to get it done. Experience one. We are going to see more miracles. You mark it. We are going to see the dead raised. Yeah. Some people, if we were to send you on the mission field to be a missionary's wife, when you arrive there, the mission will change. Because you've come with your things. And why do we have to use the same cookie pot as this other my husband doesn't like meat stew. My husband only likes fish. And I don't want the things that And you say, you have mixed my things with that. Why have you put my things here? Hey, before you came, everything was okay in the mission house. As you've come. What was the first mistake of a, of a man on earth? I remember one mission we had. The missionaries were happy. It was working. Then they went, came to Ghana to marry. So the wives are coming. And they also came. Ah, that is it. Today, as I speak, I have wives of missionaries who say that I will never go there. I won't go there again. I won't go there again. They've gone and they've come back. They say, I won't go. The, my husband, the church, and everybody must follow me. I will not go back there. Too difficult. Yeah. But you got to be careful. You got to be careful what you complain about. Okay? Because when you do that, you are not a real son. A real son deals hardness. Amen. Number... Seven, be a soldier. Number seven, be a soldier. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So you have to become a soldier. Number eight, learn about war. Learn about war. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. No man that warreth, no man that warreth, Entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. No man that warreth. One of the things we are doing is warring. We are at war. I would love to teach you some more things about war. So, since one of the things is to be a fighter, let's pray that I can get into the other principles of war. Yeah. That are taught in the military academies. Yeah. You must learn all about war. I am I'm at war. One day a certain wife, she asked her husband, 
You at all, when will you have peace? You at all, when will you have peace? You at all, when will you have peace? You see, how can you have peace? When you are a soldier. And when you are at war. There is no peace. So as you see me standing here, it looks not, it's only you are not close enough to know the war that is going on. Yeah. How I am battling to survive and fighting. Yeah. On many fronts. Yeah. It's true. That's, that's, that's the nature of real. When you get into ministry, remember this. You will realize that you are in a war. And you better learn all about war. I hope my book on war will be out soon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you want to see that book? Yeah. No man that warreth. Warreth. Or, after that, said, that thou mightest by this war a good warfare. War is on the Bible, plenty in the Bible. So if you are ready to join, so you see, you can never be close to me unless you get into the heat of the battle. Then we will understand when we talk about fighting. Yeah. So those of you come and say, my mother said that, my mother said that I can't come back. My mother, my mother said that, I, my father said that, my brothers are really worried me. And my sister said, look. These things are minor aspects of the war. Minor. Get on with it. Get on with it. There are real issues. And it's part of the war. Your issue with your parents and all that. It's a war. Amen. Glory to God. Number nine. Do not entangle yourself with this life. Do not entangle yourself with this life. No man that warreth. Second Timothy three, Second Timothy two, verse four. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he might please him who hath chosen him to be. A soldier. Wow. Do you want to do well in this in the war? Don't entangle yourself. What does it mean to be entangled? Does it mean don't be in the world? No. When you are entangled, you are deep. You are connected. So so that is why sometimes when people get into mortgages. That connect them to something to pay a debt for 25 years, for 15 years, for 18 years. They have gotten themselves so entangled. Or you embark on your PhD for the next six years. I mean, it's like you are educated, but now you are taking the education deeper. You see, you get entangled the more deeper you go into something. If you are not deep into it, you don't get entangled. So you can touch something, but you are not entangled. You can touch it, but you are not entangled by it. You can have it, but you may not be entangled. 
But it's the deeper you get into things, the more you are entangled. So if you take every stream, you can go to the entangled. There's a, there's, a, there's a line when you cross, you are entangled. Take finances. When you cross a certain line, you are entangled. You can't easily. Let's say you are working in the bank, you want to work for the Lord. By the time you get yourself into a wild loan that is going for so long, you can't come out because remember, you have to take 12 years to pay for your car. And you have also got another loan for 16 years to pay for the two bedroom uh, estate house that you have bought at Adoba. Do you understand? You are deep in the financial. So when you are entangled, you can't just come out like that. So you know that you are entangled by the difficulty of extraction. That's finances. Education. You can get so deep into it that it's difficult to extract yourself. You see, you can do, you are a doctor. What course can you do again? Surgical disciplines are going to neurosurgery. How many years? Uh, you have to do general surgery first. How many years? I think five years. And then you now go into South Specialties. How many years? Four years. Four. Which one you're doing? So, you know, yeah, at least nine, nine, ten. That's after you are already a doctor. So, you are already a doctor, and he's taking it further. So when you add the nine years to the seven years, it means you have been in school for sixteen years. Yeah. Hey, why? So you see that you are getting deeper, and so it's not easy. Then after you've spent all that time learning whatever, plus the two years house job, eighteen years. So after you spent all that time learning how to do neurosurgery, you are now a specialist neurosurgeon. Is it now at this moment that you walk away and you don't even use it for one day? It is more difficult than you have to use it at least to spend at least four to five years practicing to give back to society what God has blessed you with. Isn't it so? So five years plus 18 is how many years? 23. And at what age did you become a doctor? 26. Yeah. 23 plus 26, 49. 50. And that's the end of your ministry, 50 years. You are out. You are down for. Sit down. So with education, it's not that we are against education. No. But education up to a point, if you are interested in ministry, at a point you realize that this education, I cannot take it beyond what is reasonable. Yeah, I, I thank you for this education. It's good I'm educated and all that, but I think it's enough. Then we come to marriage. I'm talking about don't be entangled. Every, every field of endeavor you can get so deep that coming out is difficult. Children. You see, you can have a child. You can have two children. You may, as you start going, three, four, five, five six, seven, eight. How to even detach yourself from these plenty children that you have brought forth? So that you can even go to church on a Tuesday. 
or on a Wednesday, or go for a crusade, or go somewhere, you realize that the plenty that you have given birth has now locked you in. Yeah. You see, you know that it has entangled you by the difficulty in separation from it. You see, when I, when I hold this man's shirt, I'm not, a, I'm not entangled. I just leave it like that. I just walk away. I'm not entangled. It's attached. But if I now put my hand into his trousers deep and somewhere there, and then I start want to run away, before I realize I'm pulling something I shouldn't be pulling. It means I went too deep in that area. You went too far in that area. Yeah, you went too far. I mean, when I say far, too deep in that sphere of life. Too involved. So it's now you are connected. Six children. You see, you are not serious. You have three. You have three children already. And there are twins in your family. And you have not secured yourself properly. The next pregnancy is twins. You have five. How can you, even as a man, even the husband, it's not going to be easy for you. Because you are also a father to all these five. Most, 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 most children. They are following you like a sick kindergarten school. It's in your house. Sit down, sit down. Business. You have taken up business. Now you are going wider. You have gone for loans from UT Bank. A loan in 48 hours. You've gone for one. A <laughs> loan in 48 hours. You've gone for one. Less than 48 hours. Other issues. And you are going deeper. You are spending the quarters here. You are doing this the more deeper. So then to come out, it's not a small thing. Yeah. And these five little children that you've given birth to, wait when they grow up. You see how it will affect you. Yeah. One day I sent a, a pastor of mine. At that time I didn't know that I shouldn't send people who are entangled. But I didn't know what entanglement went. Yeah. Uh, this brother was entangled with, with so many children. So I sent him to the mission field. As he was on the mission field, he wrote a letter to me. Sections of the letter were in capital letters. Yeah, some sections were in capital letters. Hey! He explained every one of his five children where... This one is, I said, please return. Because first of all, to send seven people to fly to that country was not easy. Yeah. Because you have got five children. I, I, I didn't realize I've taken somebody too deeply into things. All to people with mortgages, people with a lot of children, people deeply into business, people who have gone so far into education that it doesn't even make sense for them to detached from what they are doing. It's actually like absurdity. 
Because why did you spend nine years extra postgraduate medical training after becoming a doctor? The doctor one alone is seven years, plus nine years more. You imagine nine years more plus where you are, 49 years old. It doesn't make sense. So if you take somebody like our specialist here, it's, it's a miracle that he was even able to do his specialty very quickly. He was one of the first or the only people who just passed straight. Yeah, they, usually they just they decide how many people they are passing. Let's say this year we are passing three, we are passing two. So whether you pass or not, it's only three that are passing. So only three pass. That's how they do it. It's a fellowship. They are admitting you. So fellowship of West African College of, of, of Radiologists. And if you are if you are not in it, sorry, only three have been taken this year. Hmm. So he was one of very, he was lucky to just come and he was out. Yeah. And, and I don't know why. He just, at the point, I said, I told him, you don't love God. You don't love, you don't appreciate. Yes, I told him, you have not taken your salvation here. It was in this hotel, I told him. Yeah. So you are not taking your salvation here. Yeah. And you, you tell us what you were telling me. You, you, you were wondering what you are doing here. When he asked me to, to tell you who my father in sin was, I was really wondering I mean, uh, the, the things I had done at a very early age. And I was wondering whether, I mean, if it had not been for church and the ministry, I would not be in an environment like this. Because I had this father in sin. I mean, my father died when I was just nine years so after nine years, there was no covering. There was nothing. And I went to school. God this father in school. Uh-huh. So he, he taught me how to go to nightclubs, how to smoke, how to drink. Not just other, I mean, drink heavily. You know, and, and I believe that God really had great mercy on me. Because many people who had had such an experience wouldn't have even been interested, even in church. I mean, there's no way I would even be in church. I mean, he is not in church. He is far from the church. You know, but I got into church, got interested in ministry, became a pastor, became full-time. And that is why I said you don't value yourself. So at that time, I was still, I mean, not very serious at all. So it was here, right here, one night. We had come... <laughs> We had come from a crusade, and Bishop told me that you are not serious about your salvation because even to decide to be full time was a problem for me. I just didn't see why I should. I mean, I was a lay pastor doing well. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> be careful. You know. So to me, that was it. But you see, God had a greater plan because where I had gone, that by, by His grace, He had disentangled me from all those things, there must have been a purpose for me. And I couldn't just be walking around superficially, masquerading as a pastor, as a Christian. But by the grace of God, through a father, I got to understand my, my God's, God's plan for my life. And I, and I believe that it's a, it's a really great thing for us also that I mean, some of us here, maybe you didn't smoke, you didn't drink, but you, you were deep into things this year, huh? It's a sign that, I mean, for you to be sitting here, it's a sign that God has a plan for you that is far higher than being a, being a, a doctor or being an economist or a banker. And that is the plan. That where you went, that God has been able to take you from that place 
from that boy. And there are some boys, when you have them, you cannot separate yourself from them. Do you see? You cannot. Yeah. And by the grace of God, you have separated yourself from them. From, from a certain type of girl. From a certain type of friendship. You know, deep into things. I'm sure some of you even went into occult and all these things. Yeah. But God has brought you out. It's your life. It's your time. And I believe that as we get deeper into it, we, you see, if you went deep into the world, then it is time for you to also switch and go deeper into the ministry. Yeah. That is it. It makes sense. That if you were there and God has brought you out, He said, He brought us out that He might bring us in. So I believe we can go deeper just as we were also in the world. Wow. Another one is deep, you cannot, uh, the entanglement in love and marriage. Yeah. You see, it's, all these things, they are legitimate, you are allowed to be, but when you are too deep, you cannot easily die. Yeah, that's why you think Jesus didn't marry. When he was on the cross, if it was his wife, would have been Christ. Don't leave us! What will happen to our babies? Baby Jesus is here. Daddy, don't go. Daddy, don't go. Daddy, come down from the cross. Daddy, come back. Is it not true? That is why. Even Hitler, somebody like as, as weird as Hitler, said that, why, how can I marry? It, how, it would interfere with my work. Yeah, that was his. It's not like someone like me. So he married when he was going to die. When he knew that he was going to die, the, the Russians were just within some yards. And he called his people and he, he married the girl that he had been in with for, for so long, Eva Brown. That's her name. And he called the, 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 the mayor of Berlin. To come and he signed the register. And she came out of there and said, Now you can call me now Frau Hitler, which means Mrs. Hitler. And that was it. And then he sat in the room and he threw the cyanide and shot his brains out. That was it. Just after that. Now it's to marry and then we'll be living, you know, to disturb. When you see people who are too much into lovey, lovey, so my darling, my this, 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 and that, oh sweetheart, okay, so I'm to see you, bye bye, this and that. Many times they cannot do the right thing. Yeah. They cannot, they cannot even receive good counseling because they will not even be open. Yeah. And they are, they are, that I know people, eh, all their life is going to Meetings about marriage. Yeah. You see, instead of giving themselves to the ministry, they are always having meetings about marriage, singles, couples, seminars, and they have groups among themselves. It's about how to relate, relate even in the even in the even on campus. If we just having how to choose a partner, this, this, and all those things. You just keep on going around those issues. You cannot go further into the work of God. Because it's like life ends at the place of finding partners and 
living together happily ever after together. I'll sit here, you sit here. I'll put my fork and knife. You sit fork and knife. Then we sit, we eat. We wear the same clothes on Sundays and on different days. And we are moving. Wow. You make a, you make a dress. I use the material to make a tie. Yeah. Then you see that we are a couple. This is a couple. This is a real couple. Christian, Christianity at work. So do not, listen, Paul told Timothy, you see this one, I can't, well, do you think I can preach this in the Kodesh? I will not say anything like this. What is the Kodesh? I'll say, they are going to teach the marital, this, 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 the number of business. I will be telling how to prosper, business, this, this. Each of the things I say, you shouldn't entangle. I will preach to extreme, now go this way. But when I call my Timothy privately, I will tell him, Charlie, don't go deep in this one. When you go deep, it will not help you. Don't think I can stand at the Kodesh and advise people not to have too many children. No. When we are blessing people for the marriage, we say that, and you shall have the, uh, uh, the fruit of your womb, you shall be blessed with blessed, plenteous, you shall be plenteous in the fruit of your womb. God is going to give you five children. Always, I give five children at every wedding. Take it one, take it two, take it three, take it four, take it five. These are the number of children I've been sharing during wedding ceremonies and other. Ah. And I always advise that in case you don't want all you see Mr. Kofi, the pharmacist. Yeah. This is a private, look, this, this meeting is private. How many are realizing that it's a private letter? It's a private letter I'm writing. Paul wrote and he's saying, look, don't go deeper in this world affairs. Not in these don't entangle yourself in sin. No, not sin. We are not, you are a pastor. We are not talking about sin. <laughs> I'm not expecting that. When he talks about fornication and sin and all those, it's to Ephesians, to the whole church. This is a private letter. It's a private discussion. He said, my, my son, <laughs> this world thing said, don't, and be hard. Be hard. And don't go deep in anything that extraction becomes difficult. Extraction from business, finances, Marriage, children. Some people they go so deep in the mind. If it happens that God has decided for you that you are having three chapters, that is chapter one, the first chapter without the spouse, chapter two is with your sister, and chapter three is with another spouse that God has determined for you. Maybe you have three phases for your life. When phase two ends, you will say, That's the end of my life, and you will go into depression. We have to inject you before you'll you, 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 you be okay. We have to inject you. Yeah. And depression, recently Rick, Rick, Rick Warren's son committed suicide. A pastor, famous pastor in America. Yeah, he was, he was always suffering from mental depression. Depression is very, very, you don't want to live anymore. Yeah, very sad. You are very, very sad all the time. And you feel life is useless. And that's what happens when people die. 
you feel that it's useless, 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 it's useless. And you are so much into it that it's like, once this person is gone, that's it. Yes. Because I have in mind one life, one marriage, my sweetheart from the person I saw. This is my sweetheart that I, I came to this world and she's the one and I only said, there is none like you. Hey. But, fine. In the, in the big church, we will accept all those things. But privately, as pastors, I'll tell you that, Charlie, don't go too deep. Yeah, it's a private advice. Don't be too deep that you're coming out. What about God has decided you are out? In fact, I'll tell you privately, it's very dangerous to love anything too much. Anything you love it too much is a candidate for removal. If you like, try it. I'll dare anybody. Anybody want to bet? I'll bet a few hundred cities. Try loving anything too much. And watch. God will take that thing away from you. And show you that. He is the only God. And there is no God besides Him. Anybody want to bet with me? Only 150. I'll reduce it to 50 cities. 10 cities. One day I bought a, a jacket, very beautiful jacket. I bought it in England. And I said, this is the nicest jacket I've ever worn. As soon as, and I liked it very much, as soon as I said that and I felt, I felt danger. I felt something can take the jacket from me. And, and, and surely, I was there when I was hearing the Holy Spirit say, give this thing away, give this thing away, give this thing away. Too important, too important for you. Too nice. Like it too much. Hey. Too much. Too much. Too much. Where are the too much dancers? Wow. How many are going to. Don't tell anybody I told you. When we went to the camp, they told us that we shouldn't laugh. Uh, you shouldn't love your wife too much or you shouldn't love your husband too much. Arrest the person next to you in case he's the one who is bringing that. This is a private thing I'm discussing with you as young pastors. I'm trying to help you. You have two children and you want more. Three, four, five, and now twins, seven. Your ministry will be looking after children. That's all. Wow. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? fantastic. Wow. 
Number 10. Strive for masteries or strive for excellence. Amen. Now, striving for masteries. You see, when you say, like in golf, they are playing the masters. In tennis, we have the masters. That's where these words came from, masteries. It's like the prize, the first prize. You see, I don't know why you want to be an elder or a pastor, but just to be an average pastor. Why don't you want to be the pastor who's going to get the prize? Prize in shepherding. Prize in church growth. Prize in anointing. Prize in soul winning. The best prize. Yeah, when I was in school, I got the best prize in pathology. Yeah. But I, also, I would like to get the prize for church planting. I'm striving, I'm trying to get a, a, a prize in heaven. Oh. If I can get one prize at least, if I can get a prize for church planting. And when I go to heaven and they say, church planting prizes. Well, I didn't write the Bible. Look, it says strive for masteries. Oh, you don't think so? I don't see. I cannot see. I can see now. Yeah. Second Timothy, verse two, verse five. If anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize. Unless he competes according to the rules. So he is supposed to strive for masteries. You are supposed to strive. Amen. And strive lawfully. That's another point. But you should strive for a prize. Like the best in that thing. You see now, Rebecca, you didn't realize that you were supposed to get a prize in something. You see, the ministry has prizes. I didn't write the Bible. I keep explaining to you that I'm reading verses to you. There's a prize for church planting. There's a prize for anointing. There's a prize for church growth. There's a prize for best son. Best follower. And lots of prizes in heaven. Let's try for... So, who is going to get the prize? Who is going to get prizes? So instead of thinking, I just want to tag along, I want you to aim to be the best of what you are doing. So since I went into evangelism, I want to, I'm trying to get the best prize in evangelism in Africa or anywhere. Yeah. So I, I, the person I think is the best or has done a certain level is bonky. So I always look at his things and try to learn from him and see if I can do something a bit more. Yeah, I'm trying to get a prize. I wonder that with the angels will come as our best prize, that they will be standing far, will be thousands, and you know, we'll all be standing there, and the angels will come see the throne very high, very great, and millions and thousands and thousands will all be there, and they'll come. Best prize for church planting. And then maybe I may call Bishop Oedipo or some other people to come for the prize, people will be clapping. Uh, Chinese, Indians, African, white, Europeans, oh, Abraham, they will all be there. It's a prize for evangelism. Hey, and different, different prize for singing. Prize for best this, prize for best that, best that in Africa.
prizes. She said, best student in this. Best obedient. Best whatever. Even if you don't get a prize, you can get a prize, good behavior. I mean, something. Mm. Neatest boy. Huh? And also those who don't come late. You can get a prize for never coming late. Always on time. You see, you never thought there would be. So it's try for masteries. These are old words. We don't use them. But if you check it, American says prize straight. It's in English. There are prizes. I said there are prizes. Or best preacher. Can you imagine thousands? You know, there's going to be a huge... I hear the throne of God. Eh? It's like, can you imagine the biggest house or the biggest building? It's like that. It's like when you see, it's like the hugest sky rise, highest, huge. It's like that, the throne. So it's like millions of we are all there, the saints. And they are calling a prize for this. Prize for that. Prize for this. Prize for best elder. You see, you didn't know that the word elder was used in heaven. The elder on campus, lighthouse, within lighthouse prizes. Denominations, best denomination in Ghana. Longest lasting church. I'm sure Catholics will win that one. There's no challenger for the longest time. We we will not we, we will not have my, unless the, the world goes on for many, many more years. But, I mean, we are just 20-something years old. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are like Methodists and I mean, hundreds of... Uh, Mozellus! Look, I, I sent a missionary to Mali. And a friend of mine told me, oh, there's a church just like your church in Ghana. He mentioned the name of the church. He said, they send missionaries to different countries. He sent a missionary to Mali. He was there for five years. He had five converts. And he has come back. He said, and I said it's just like your church. They send missionaries to everywhere. It's a fully Islamic country. You can be there for years. You will not see any understanding of what's happening. Best evangelism among Muslim countries. Ah. Best missionary with no results. Yeah. Because it's not easy if I send you to a place where there are no results. And you are able to stay and persist and persist and persist. Like when we went to Niger. There was a white man, an American. He has been there. Amongst the people. Eish. He's there with the members. He and his family. Yeah. You saw the Guinea-Bissau film. You saw those Brazilian missionaries there. Yeah. Wow. Best combined single pastor. What about that prize? Would you like to get that prize? Because some pastors sing and preach. Like, uh, what's that guy's name? McLaughlin. Or is he not a pastor? Is it Mark? Marvin Winans. He's a pastor and a singer. Best combined pastor singer. Best lady worship, worship leader. Best Lady African Worship Leader. 
first Ghanaian Afri- uh, worship leader. First worship leader in Lighthouse denomination. They are giving denominational prizes for worship leaders. Lighthouse denomination, Methodist, Pentecost, Central, this, this, so best worship leader. Best minstrel who can bring anointing when the pastor is going to preach. Wow. Best group, best group. Groups, Calvary Rose singers, Pinkerfield singers, Joyful Way singers, Harvest Praise singers, Abundant Life singers, Greater Love singers, Milky Way singers, Honeyway stars, Milky Way stars, RC bands. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Of course, best Sunday school teacher. Everything I'm doing, I'm trying to do it. But I'm trying to write a writing a, a book. Of for Sunday school teaching with pictures to teach because to teach children with pictures because in the in the in the olden days the Catholics and so on they believed that the common people didn't understand a lot of things so they had to draw everything so that they could see the picture then they would understand that's where all those paintings in the Vatican came from so if you come to the prophet's land you see those paintings some of those paintings they are all paintings from there where they are trying to show the common people so that they can just understand without a lot of talking because they don't understand easily things. <laughs> best spiritual artist. Best Sunday school teacher. So, as best marriage counselor. Prayer warrior who used to pray for Charles Finney. His knees made a hole in the ground. There was a hole in the ground by the bed. He was praying. His name is Father Nash. He was praying for Charles Finney. He made a hole with his knees. Father Nash. Best prayer warriors. Best secretary. Wow. Best church secretary. Who doesn't cause the pastor to fall? Some will be given west secretary through them the church came down when they came into the church that was the sign of that, that cloud had entered the church because through them the church was destroyed their presence brought down the church wow best missionary wife best sakura of the saints like Phoebe she used to look after the saints, care for them. If you were to ask me, all these people, I could give you my... my uh, maybe they may even ask me for nominees. I can give you a nominee for each of these. Yeah, each of these I can give a nominee. Best lady worship leader. I would, I would nominate somebody I know in, in London. Best lady worship leader. Hmm. Best male worship leader. Best missionary wife. If you ask me, I, I can tell best missionary wife. Best Sakura of the saints. Do you understand what it means to do that? To so like somebody who, I mean, cares for you and looks after you. Not everybody can look after. Some people, when you go to them, it's like you come to another boy. It's like a boy to boy. Mm-hmm. You don't feel comfortable. You don't feel comfortable. Huh? Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't feel comfortable. You feel hungry. 
You even feel afraid to say that you are hungry. If they ask you whether you want to eat, you better say, No, thank you, I'm okay. Wow. Best pianists. Best guitarists. Best denominational guitarists. Best combined instrumentalist pastor. Best woman preacher. Best woman teacher. Pastor who has traveled most. Longest travels. Traveled farthest distance. Most distance covered. Most, most countries visited. Most pastors they met. I've been to 100 and so and so countries. Yeah, people always write that as their credentials. Been to 113 countries. Mm. Wow. Strive for the best. So as I'm doing marriage counseling, I'm trying to do the best that I can do. Write the best manual, what I know best. The children said we're trying to draw the best pictures for the children's teachers to use to teach the children. Best kebab maker. Least quarrelsome wife. It's a prize. I said it's a prize. Wow. Amen. Well. Number 11. Strive lawfully. How many numbers do you have? 11. Strive lawfully. Hmm. You know why I'm saying hmm? My thing says low battery. <laughs> Strive lawfully. Now, what does striving lawfully mean? That's the next thing. Do legal things. Right things. Amen. All right. You see, when you are running 1,500 meters, you cannot cross the track. Or you can. 1,500, you can. 400, 200, 800, you, 800 you can. Uh, up to 400. Up to 400, you cannot cross. So, 100 meters, 200, 400, you cannot cross. You must stay in your lane. So, if you want to win 400, you have to win in your lane. So, even though you are striving for the prize, you must strive in the right way. You cannot do the right thing in the wrong way. Yeah. You cannot do the right thing in the wrong way. Breaking rules, telling lies, 
You know, you cannot come to the church and tell lies. So, Bishop sent me. That is why I came late. You know, that is so... I hope you are not angry with me because I've come. Because Bishop said, meanwhile, you haven't seen me. So, you cannot come and succeed in the church through telling lies. Or maybe you want the people to give money. So, you are striving to get enough money to go and do your evangelism. And through that, you tell lies. Of what you are doing, so that people give money. So, once I get the money, I can do more. Then it's for evangelism. So, we should just do what we need for evangelism. So, it's like you are striving, but you are striving with wrong methods. I, I want people to come to church, so I know that my breasts are fair colored. So, I just release this, this part and I use the fair colored part to be. Amen. You are taking offerings. You have to take the right way. Amen. Everything you are striving for the best and the greatest, you cannot do it. You want to have a great church. You can have it, but you have to do it lawfully. When, you, when people break away from churches and destroy, you are part of Lighthouse and you break out and destroy the lighthouse that you are part of. So that you start a church. And you are part of a new, you have a new church. But the church you started, it's nice for you to have a church. We are wanting you to have churches. But the way you went about it has spoiled another church. So you are not striving in the right way. It's not lawful. So that's all the loyalty books are about striving lawfully. We even have a book on how to resign. So that if you are resigning, you resign properly. Yeah, I have a book like that. Ministerial Ethics. And there's a whole chapter there. How to live. When you want to live, this is how you live. But we have two ways of living. The way Jacob left Laban. And the way um, somebody else left. Two ways. And one of the ways he told him, Laban told him, I could curse you. That God has appeared to me in a dream. You left my house. You left in the wrong way. You took my, my children. You did this, you did this. And you took my gods. I can curse you. But God appeared to me in a dream, so I shouldn't curse you. Yeah. So you are doing it okay, but you are not doing it in the right way. You should have said bye-bye. You should have allowed the man to say goodbye to his children. He can curse you. So a lot of people whom I have been a blessing to, not a lot, but they have been a blessing to, I have watered them, they have anointed them, prayed for them, whatever, and then they turn around to break the church which I allowed them to pastor. I could have told the people, don't listen to him. But I made the people, I told them, listen to their elder. He's a good person. Listen to them. Then after, you turn around and tell the people to follow you. And you are starting a church. I can easily curse you. And even though you are striving and still doing the work of God as a pastor, you did not strive lawfully. Because I have people who started churches, their churches are working and all that, but you have to strive lawfully, try to do what is right. Some years, many years ago, when Lighthouse started, I, had, I, I went to Kolebu, I started a fellowship, and I called the fellowship KCC, Kolebu Christian Center. 
And I was part of Harvest. Ha- uh, it was not called Harvest then, it was called Calvary Road. So when I went, I said I formed Calvary Road. I just continued, because that's the group I belong to. Then at a the point, I changed the name to KCC. It says it's called Kolebu Christian Center. So the Calvary Road people came to see me and told me that they don't want a church and they don't want that group. And I told them that, no, 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 no. You cannot come here. I said, I told them, I want to win the souls. I want to win the souls. Do you understand? And I've gone around working to gather the people and so on. So I went to win the souls and you cannot just come. So they came one day and they said, okay. They were not happy with me and with all of us. So they decided to write a letter and disown me. How do you call it? That word is excommunicate me. So they wrote a letter. Thirteen people or so signed the letter. And they came on Sunday morning while we were having church in the classroom. It was a small classroom, okay. But it was a classroom. And it was originally started in the name of Calvary Road, became Kolebu Christian Center, which they said they are not a church and they don't want a church. It was later that they decided to become a church. So I said, oh. So they came, they said they have come to his communicators with the letter. I told Bishop Saki, go and meet them upstairs in the corridor, but I don't want to see them. So he went to see them. This is the letter. My friend was my, my, my very good friend who came leading them with that letter. So we were somehow excommunicated as a group. They don't want to have anything to do with us. But we didn't allow them to come to the church. We didn't allow them to bring their letter. So I said, okay, I'm doing my own thing. I was doing, I was doing, I was doing, I was doing. I was doing, I was doing, I was doing, I was doing. I was doing, I was doing, I was doing, I was doing. Then one day I had a dream. And in the dream, the Lord showed me, I changed the name to Lighthouse. The Lord showed me a lighthouse that was falling into the sea, like in this picture. It was half in the sea and it was 1045 degrees. And God showed me, He said, there is something wrong with the foundation of all that you are doing. I said, what is wrong? Then He told me, remember two years ago, these people came with the letter and they were asking me, then He told me that you were wrong. And they were right. You have made a serious mistake. Hey, I was taught to wee wee. Now I saw that I was fairly. Said, oh, they were wrong. They were right. You were wrong. I let them have a small church in my classroom. The Lord said, Go to them and apologize to them. And whatever they tell you to do, do it. And I knew that they can easily say they are taking over the church or the small church that we had and all that. But I said, I want to do. That's what I'm explaining to you. Strive lawfully. You are doing it. Do it. You get in the beloved. Get in there. Don't get somebody's beloved. The whole relationship will never be happy with. It. I'll come to that one. You remind me. <laughs> lawfully. Strive lawfully. So I went to see the Calvary Road people. And I spoke to them. I went with Bishop Saki. And I said, we have come. Why have you come? I said, oh, we have come to apologize. That time when you came, you were right. You were wrong. They started crying. They were surprised. Because see, in Christianity, people don't say sorry. And don't admit that it's a mistake. So 
So I said, whatever you want to do, let us know. And the leader said to me, we have only one thing. His name was Gaius. He said, we have only one thing. We want to come to the church and preach. I said, you are welcome to please come. So they came. The whole cavalry road came to the church. They had just moved to the canteen. And they preached there. We had a nice and everything was okay for me to go on. Then the Lord showed me another vision. He showed me a lighthouse standing bright, shining tall. I said, uh-huh. That's the lighthouse. That's really not the broken down one. Hallelujah. So, it's true that you are doing the right thing. But in the wrong way. That is going to be a beast for you. So, thank God you want to get a beloved. You see, ladies, when a man doesn't really like you, eh, don't force him to like you. Or if it is somebody's beloved, and you go for him, you will become like Princess Diana. You will never be secure once you are with your prince. You see, Princess Diana wrote in her diaries. She said, when we went on the ship, when they got married, they went on a royal ship, on a royal honeymoon. She said, from the first moment, I thought that, she said, I thought that he was sending texts to his other lady all the time. Every five minutes, I thought he was getting up to go and text her, to tell her, Charlie, that we are doing this now. Oh, Charlie, I wish it was rather you. Okay, bye. Then you go back to the prince. This is what she thought. So she was almost going mad, which, I mean, it, some of the people diagnose a borderline personality disorder on her. Yeah. Did I give you the 10 personality disorders? Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. You always think that. Hey, it is this person that she really wants. It is this one that she really wants. So, instead of being happy with your whatever, you say, ah, that's what you are thinking about. You got your prince, so you got it, you got the wedding, you got everything. Because originally, the man came to the house to look for Princess Diana's sister. And then she came into the picture. Then his real friend was Camilla, the one he's married to. Now, yeah. That was his friend. He used to go riding with her. You two don't like riding, only dressing, sporting, and staying in the house. Yeah, fashion. Everybody in the world likes you, but you are not much in the house. So she, she would go riding with his friend. She was in the castle crying. Not eating. Growing lean. Yeah. So the whole marriage, she was never happy. And those who were on the prince's side, that explained, said, look, for five years he tried. But she was just, it was like a crazy day after that. I said, look, Charlie, to hell. She also started blowing other men. And he also started having his own time somewhere. So everybody was doing whatever. Yeah. So as you are getting something, you are getting your man. Mm-hmm. Get him lawfully. Strive what? Lawfully. Taking of time. Don't force a man to say, you have done now, now he's married you. Ask to have, you will never. One day I told the second sister, she was... She was, she was in tech. 
and the, the beloved of the brother was in Cape Coast. And she was in tech, and the beloved was in tech. And the guy's beloved was in Cape Coast. So they were moving, 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 moving. In the end, the beloved transferred, the beloved ship transferred from Cape Bass to tech. So the Cape, Cape Coast one was left. And then she took it. So I met with them. I told her, I said that. I told, I told her all the things that will happen. I remember where I sat there. I said, this is what will happen in your marriage. You will say this. This will happen. You will become like this. You become... One day I met her. I said, Bishop, everything you have said has happened. No happiness. No peace. Because you got him. You signed him in. But not lawfully. So they have no peace. They have no happiness. They have an apparition. A phantom. A mirage. You don't understand my message, right? You are confused. Wow. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? So those of you who feel that God has given me a prophetic ministry. Even though I'm in lighthouse, I feel a prophetic sensation. From time to time, I'm having these dreams and visions and intellectual interactions. And I know that something is moving in me. I feel something moving in my spirit. Okay, but please, do it lawfully. One brother, I sent him to a certain island. I bought a ticket for him, visa, everything. Do so many because for you go as a missionary, so many things have to be done. When he got there, then he sent a message back that God has called him to write books. Said, ah, I don't understand. Said God has called him to write books. Which books? He said, Oh, that is the feeling that he had that God has called that not to be a missionary. I said, Ah, you were here all this time. We were preparing to send you. Why didn't you say that God has called you to write books? Eh? Now we have spent all this money to fly you to that place. We have to fly you back. This and that and that. Be careful. Yeah. Say God has called you to, 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 to write books. Write it now. <laughs> you want my, my input in your marriage? We wanted to tell me what I should do because you know this brother has come to see me. He says that he says that he likes me, and I don't, I, I don't know whether <laughs> should I <laughs> listen. Meanwhile, he has already proposed that you've already said yes. So my advice that you are coming for, you are even deceiving me. So it's not nice. You see, when you do that, it's not nice. You are not really asking me. Or your heart, has, you have already fallen in love as you are asking me what you should do. That is why I also give you seven options and tell you, choose one and pray about it. Strive. Love. Stand to your feet, everybody.